the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You see, Christians have a different perspective. We're willing to forsake the benefits and the comforts of this present world for the world to come. Welcome to another edition of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. He's continuing his study in the book of Colossians and Paul's writings to the believers there regarding their actions while here on earth and focus on the life to come. Paul writes in Romans 8, I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed in us. I'm so glad you could join us for this Wednesday edition of our broadcast as Pastor Layton wraps up his introduction to the book of Colossians and begins in verse 3 in just a moment. This, as I said, is an outreach of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno on the web at highlands.us. He says, We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray for you since we've heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. Notice the words faith, love, and hope. Faith, hope, and love are words that oftentimes are found together in the writings of Paul. Faith is in Christ. That means that their faith, the faith of the Colossians, was grounded in the nature and the person, the work of Christ Jesus. Love flows from that faith. The genuineness of one's love is reflected in the genuineness of one's faith and vice versa. And then hope is the product of that faith, which is the treasure that is laid up for us in heaven. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. You notice that when Paul is praying, unlike many prayers, he's praying for the benefit of someone else. It's not a self-centered prayer. He's, He's giving thanks to God for what God has done in the lives of others. We always thank God when we pray for you. This is a model for us. You know, Christians are supposed to pray for each other. We're supposed to pray for each other. Sometimes um, I'll get asked, well, pastor, are we, how, how and when are we supposed to pray? Are, are we supposed to pray at designated times and places or all through the day? And the answer is both. At designated times and places, like when you get up, when you go to bed, when you have a meal, when you're making a decision in your daily devotions, designated times and places, it's appropriate to pray. And then also we should have an attitude of prayer all through the day. Because we're temples of the Holy Spirit. God's Holy Spirit resides within us. Jesus is always with us. He's promised to never leave us nor forsake us. And so our being in a continual attitude of prayer constantly reminds us we are walking with God and God is with us. You know, as I, as I go through my day, I'm in an attitude of prayer. And sometimes people will come to my mind. Sometimes in really peculiar times. And, and when these people come to my mind, they might be people who are in a congregation presently or people who have moved. They might be fellow pastors, old friends, staff members. Sometimes they're people I haven't seen in months or even years or, or talked with. And, and whenever they come to my mind, I just take it as a prompt that the Holy Spirit is telling me they need prayer. And I may not know what they need prayer for, but I, I say, Lord, somebody's come to my mind. I'm praying on their behalf. Lord, please meet their need. And you know, it's funny, but sometimes... 
within a few hours, a few days, or a, a week or two, I'll get a call from that person. And I say, you know, I, I don't know why, but a few hours ago, a few days ago, a few weeks ago, I was thinking about you. Well, that's funny. I was thinking about you, too. And I prayed for you. Most of the time, I don't tell people that I've been praying for them. But sometimes, a person keeps coming back with uh, such an urgency that I take it as a prompt. If I can get a hold of them, I need to pick up the phone and give them a call. You know, we need to be in an attitude of prayer. We need to be listening to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. We need to be praying for one another. Paul's prayer is a model for us. He was interceding to God on their behalf, praying for wisdom and knowledge and strength and joy. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus. Faith. Now, there is a a definition provided for us of faith in the Bible. It's found in Hebrews 11. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. It gives assurance and certainty about unseen realities. It is based on facts and evidence, not just, you know, wishing. But it's interesting that the Greek word for faith comes from a root word that means to obey. That faith and obedience are related. That if we have faith in Christ Jesus, it's related to being obedient to Christ Jesus. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 7, for the kind of sorrow God wants us to experience leads us away from sin and results in salvation. There's no regret for that kind of sorrow. But worldly sorrow, which lacks repentance, results in spiritual death. What what was he saying? He was saying just feeling bad about our sin isn't enough. We need to repent from our sin. We need to be obedient to Christ. That faith and obedience are related. Listen to what Jesus said at the end of his earthly ministry, Luke 24. Yes, it was written long ago that the Messiah would suffer and die and rise from the dead on the third day. It was also written that this message would be proclaimed in the authority of his name to all nations beginning in Jerusalem. Listen. There is forgiveness of sins for all who repent. There is forgiveness of sins for who? All who repent, faith and obedience are related. True faith is always accompanied by repentance, by obedience. And of the love that you have for all the saints. There's the word love, agape. It's, uh, it's more than just having compassion for someone else. It involves putting the interest and the needs of someone else before your own. And sometimes with sacrifice required. Jesus said, they will know we are Christians by our good doctrine. No, I'm I'm intentionally being wrong. Feel free to correct me. Now, there's nothing wrong with good doctrine. We need good doctrine. That's why we study the Word of God. But good doctrine all by itself isn't enough. They're not going to know we're Christians because of our good doctrine. They're going to know that we are Christians by our love, by our agape. 
Now, why do we have this love? Keep reading. Because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. Because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. Hope is not just wishful thinking. It is a confident expectation. Our hope doesn't come from religious philosophies. It comes from God. And our hope is laid up for us in heaven. The word laid up there means reserved for us in heaven, where moth does not destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Peter speaks of an inheritance which is imperishable and undefiled and will not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. Why do we love? Because we're looking at the treasure that's laid up for us in heaven. We have a different perspective. We are willing to sacrifice our comfort in the present for the rewards that are before us in heaven. And you know that that runs contrary to human nature? It runs contrary to human nature. Um, years ago, I can remember watching a television program. I think it was Art Linkletter. Remember Art Linkletter? He had a number of great programs. One of them was uh, called uh, Kids Say the Darndest Things. And, and it was focused on kids. And I can remember one time when the camera's in this room and, and the child is brought in and, and, puts a, uh, and sits across the table from an adult and the adult says, put some candy in front of the child and says, I've got I to take care of something. I'll be right back. Don't touch anything. Yeah, right. <laughs> and they walk out and the camera's watching the kid. You should see some of these kids. It's like, just trying. Sometimes it lasted six seconds or not even. Sometimes 60 seconds, they're trying not to eat the candy. Maybe they'll just squeeze it a little bit. But it's just not our nature to delay our gratification. We want it now. It's not our nature. But God can change our nature when we ask him to, when we invite him to. You see, Christians have a different perspective. We're willing to forsake the benefits and the comforts of this present world for the world to come. Why? Because of hope. Because of hope. Paul writes in Romans 8, I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed in us. Hebrews chapter 11, called the Believer's Hall of Faith, it, it provides many examples of, of people who set aside the comforts and privileges of this world because their focus was on the world to come. And one of them was Abraham. It reads, By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith. He went to live in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. Why? For he was looking forward to a city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. Now, Abraham was very powerful. He was very wealthy. He could have built a city. But he chose to stay in tents. 
because he was not contented with any city this world had to offer. The only city he wanted to settle in was the city whose foundations and designer and builder is God. What are you willing to settle for? What this world can offer? Or the hope that is laid up for you in heaven? We need to be heavenly minded. Oh, it is so easy to settle into the comforts of this world, isn't it? And to forget about the life to come. How short are our years here on earth? What are you doing with the time that God has allotted you? And are you really focusing on the future, the real future? We'll continue this study in the book of Colossians as Pastor Layton works through this series with the congregation right now, and then we share the messages here on this broadcast. This is an outreach of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. You can join with us financially and prayerfully. You can share your gift with us when you go to the website studyversebyverse.com and also let us know that you are praying. I'm Mike Trout. So glad you've joined us. Be with us tomorrow if you can when Pastor Layton will once again open the Word of God to the book of Colossians and we'll study verse by verse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.